In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Many times when we are hurt by others, we take different uh, reactions. For example, either to avoid this person who hurt me, or either to gossip about him and spread rumors about them, or either to pretend that nothing has happened, although I carry and I have grudges in my heart against this person, or I, I either I repay evil with evil. <coughs> but all these reactions are wrong, and all these reactions will never help in reconciliation. But the Bible today, from Matthew chapter 18, gives us what we should do if I am hurt by my brother. The Lord Jesus Christ told us, Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. This is a confrontation that most of us don't like to do, and most of us would like to avoid. But that is actually the advice of God toward us. So, definitely, if this is the advice of God, the commandment of God, then confrontation should work. And confrontation, in most of the cases, should bring peace back. But the question why we don't like to confront somebody, not because confrontation is wrong, but because we do it in the wrong way. If we know how to confront others in the right way, definitely, in most of the cases, it will bring peace. So what are the principles of confrontation? The first principle, don't wait for the person who hurt you to come to you and to apologize. Most of the time, we feel that this is the right way. He hurt me, then he should come to me. But the Bible says, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him. So, if your brother sins against you, don't wait. Go and tell him, go and confront him. Why? Because we are children of God, which means peacemakers. We need actually to make peace and to reconcile our relationship even before the sun set. As St. Paul told us, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. <clears throat> so this is the first principle. The second principle, as the Bible says, 
Go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Don't actually speak about what happened to 10, 15 person. Because everyone will actually charge you according to his mind and to his perception. Some will charge you with negative energy, so you will be more angry, and some may try to calm you. But if you contain the problem or the conflict between you and the person who sins against you, it will be much easier to resolve it. Unfortunately, right now, when, for example, a couple have a conflict or disagreement, they go to the social media and write something either directly or indirectly about it. So they are exposing their conflict in front of the whole world. Definitely, this is not the right way to do it. Go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. The third principle, what is the purpose of confrontation? When I go and confront somebody, what's in my heart? What I want to achieve from this confrontation? Many of us, the goal is just to let him know that what he did is wrong, but I'm not willing to reconcile. Definitely this is wrong. The goal should be reconciliation. So when I go and confront somebody, the goal in my heart is to reconcile with this person. Because as I said, we are children of God, peacemakers. And as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with everyone. Then actually, in doing the confrontation, you need to speak about facts, not your interpretation of the facts, or not analyzing the personality of the person in front of you. Meaning what? Sometimes we start the confrontation, you are a prideful person, or you don't care about me, you don't respect me. All these are very, very wrong. Because when you say you are prideful, arrogant person, or whatever, controller, here you are analyzing his personality. Even if your analysis is true, but by using you are so-and-so, you put him on the defense, and he will try to defend himself. And also, if you analyze the action, like you don't love me, you don't respect me, you don't care about me, maybe this is a wrong analysis of the behavior or of the action. And we have an example in the scripture when an angel appeared to the wise men and 
asked them to take another route to their country. Herod negatively interpreted their action. He interpreted their action as they despised him. Although they did not despise him, they were instructed by a dream from heaven to take another route to their country. And because of this negative interpretation, he was angry and went and killed all the children of Bethlehem two years and younger. So when I confront a person, I should speak about facts, what happened exactly. For example, I can say, this word, when you said so and so, it hurt me. So here you are speaking about action, something that happened. He cannot deny that he said this word. But don't actually jump into analysis of the behavior or analysis of the personality. Another point, don't use you statement but use I statement. What do I mean by this? Don't say, you hurt me. Maybe his intention not to hurt you. But you can say, I am hurt by this word. I am hurt by this word that you said. And again, you statements create tension because it has a sense of attacking. When I tell you, you did this, I'm attacking you. But when I say I, it's about how I perceive it. Another point, you need actually to admit your wrong behavior. Most of the time, it takes two to get into a conflict. Most of the time. So, when you say something, but also I know that I intimidated you, or uh, the word I said was not proper, and this made you angry, Here actually he will feel, the other person will feel that you are a a fair person, an unjust person. You are taking responsibility of your behavior and your action. So you are not attacking the person only, but also you are taking responsibility. Maybe you did not start anything, but how you reacted to his insult can be wrong. So you can respond and say, I reacted wrongly to this word or to this behavior. Because the Bible teaches us, don't repay evil with evil. But 
If someone slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other cheek. That's what the Bible teaches us. Another point in confrontation. And most of the time, you need to believe the other person. Remember that love believes everything. So if he told you, I am sorry, I didn't mean to hurt you, but I am, or I was under a lot of stress, then actually, as a peacemaker, you need to let it go at this point. Don't just escalate and tell him, no, this is not acceptable from you. You should control. It's not my problem that you are under stress. Be compassionate. Remember that when we go in repentance and confession, sometimes we have no excuses. Or maybe most of the time we have no excuses. But once we admit to God what we did wrong, God forgives us. And we receive the absolution. And God actually forgives us in advance. When he died on the cross, he died for all sins to all people in all ages. So even before we were born, God already paid the price of our sins. And once you say, Lord have mercy upon me, I have sinned against you, God forgives us instantly, immediately, because he already forgave us on the cross. So, don't give hard time if the person is apologizing and taking responsibility. And after this, you need to offer forgiveness as God offered forgiveness to us as a free gift. You need to offer forgiveness and ask for forgiveness. You may say something like, I know I reacted wrong, so I'm asking for forgiveness and for whatever you you did to me, I, I for, forgive it and I forgot it. And remember when you forgive and forget, this is part of your healing. If you are wounded by the reaction or by the action of the other, a very important element in your healing is to forgive and to forget. If you choose not to forgive and not to forget, then you are choosing not to be healed. If we follow these steps in confrontation, I promise you that more than 95% of any disagreement or conflict will be resolved. But there is a possibility that the other person will be stubborn and is not willing to repent. But as I said, this percentage is very low. That's why the Lord said, if, you, if he hears you, 
If your brother who sins against you hears you, you have gained your brother. And blessed are you when you gain your, your brother. Blessed are you when you are a peacemaker. Blessed are you when you live in peace and love with everyone around you. You have gained your brother. But if he will not hear you, so in this confrontation that I made between me and him alone, if it did not work, there is another step. The second step, take with you one or two more. Why? That by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. But when I decide to take two or three persons, I should actually choose godly people, wise people, peacemakers. Many times when we ask people to intervene, they made it worse. So you need to be wise. Whom you ask to intervene. And also these two or three persons should be approved by both parties. Approved by you and the other person. And trying again to make peace. And the remaining 5% that will not reconcile through the confrontation between you and the other person alone, if you choose two or three persons who are wise, godly, peacemakers, approved and accepted by the two parties, maybe 3 or 4% of these 5% will be reconciled. And this will end here. But what if the other person insists not to reconcile? What should I do? There is a third step, as the Lord said. And if he refuses to hear them, if he refuses to hear to the two or three persons. Tell it to the church. And the church here means to the clergy. That's why after the Lord said, tell it to the church, he gave the authority to lose and to bind to the, to the clergy, to the priesthood. When he said, assuredly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be lost in heaven. So go and tell it to the church. So the church would be the third step. Many times actually we jump to the church in the first step. When somebody hurts me, hurts me, or sins against me, immediately I go to Abuna or I go to Sayyidna. But this is not the right way. This is not the biblical way. This will be the last step. Then the church will try to make peace and to reconcile the relationship between both of you. 
Then if he refuses to hear the church, and here the church is representation of God, then as if he refuses to listen to God, because when we don't listen to the church, we don't listen to God. That's why the Lord said, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. So this judgment should not be made by you. But this judgment should be made by the church. When the church tells you, you did everything possible to reconcile with the other person. But the other person refuses. Then he is like heathen. Heathen means non-believer or a tax collector. An unbeliever, because a believer should listen to the church. So if a person does not listen to the church, he is judging himself that he is an unbeliever. Or a tax collector means he is serving another God, which is money. Tax collector, they are known of their greediness and love of money. which means he is a non-repentant. So heathen or a tax collector means he is either a non-repentant or a non-believer. So at this moment, the church will tell you, you did everything possible, and this person is like a non-believer or a non-repentant. But when the non-believer believes or the non-repentant repents, then we need to reconcile our relationship. As in the first letter of St. Paul to Corinthians, there was a person who was non-repentant and St. Paul excommunicated him. You can read this in First Corinthians chapter 5. This person later on repented so in the second letter, chapter 2, St. Paul said, affirm your love to him. Reconcile with him and affirm your love toward him, lest he is swallowed from the sorrow and grief. So let him beat you like a heathen or a tax collector means wait until this person repents until he returned to his mind again like the prodigal son when he returned to his to himself and repented his father accepted him so these are the three steps that we need to take when a disagreement or a conflict or somebody hurts me or somebody uh, sins against me And if we follow these steps, like how the Bible explained to us, let me tell you, it is more than 99% of uh, our conflict will be resolved. And I hope today, right now, you need to think about the people that you are holding grudges against them or 
you avoiding them or you are not live peaceably with them or you are upset and disappointed from them think about these people and during the divine liturgy today pray for these people by name one by one and ask God to give you wisdom and to give you a spirit of forgiveness and a spirit of reconciliation and after the divine liturgy go and follow these steps that we heard in the gospel today and try to make peace with everyone with whom you have a conflict as Saint Paul said don't let the sun go down on your wrath and believe me if you follow these steps more than 99% of our conflict will be resolved and if you are not healed until now because of these wounds I promise that you will be healed I promise because these are the promises of God not my own promises God promised us that if we do these steps we will be healed so let us pray for those who hurt us or sinned against us and let us apply these steps today in order not to be just listener to the word but doers of the word for the salvation of our souls. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. Amen.